What's going on, people? Welcome to our second live show with me, Chris LeBron, Off the Ball Podcast, the owner of the Off the Ball Network. And I'm here live with my guy, Mo Up in Flames Murphy, host of the Up in Flames Podcast and the VP of the Off the Ball Network. Mo, this is my last day in the great state of Texas. You know, so we had to do a show. And uh, before I leave in about like six hours. <laughs> Mo, was good, bro? Man, you know, all good, bro. Got to spend, what, most of the week with you. Missed out on a couple days, you know. Having to work, getting adjusted to this new work life. But shit, bro, I'm glad you was able to make it out. You know, finally meet up, hang out a few times, have some drinks, have some fun, have some conversation, have some laughs, bro. And basically ignite a brotherhood that's, you know, felt like I've known you for a long time and know I'm going to continue to continue to know you for a lot longer yeah bro it's like it's like when we first like actually met in person it was like we knew each other like we've seen each other you know forever and all that so it's been dope you know uh we're off to new chapters in our life you know as far as you know uh with work and all that so a lot of good vibes and all that i promise you the show won't be like the last one. Nah, I we ain't gonna be on that bullshit. I, I blame him. I blame him. <laughs> he got me a little inebriated. Uh and uh but we won't go that down of a rabbit hole and all that because but you know this show, you know what well, it is a collaboration off the bull pod, up in flames, and we're gonna get into a lot of top five, you know, top top five NBA players. Now our favorite. This isn't who we think are the top five. This is essentially who our top five favorite players growing up were. So we'll do NBA, we'll do NFL. Um, favorite moments, we, you know, because we were just talking off the cuff yesterday and we were like, yo, let's just make that a topic and all that. And then uh, most overrated players. This is Chris's that's idea to end the show with hate. There, that's, that's, uh, that's on my, uh, I got a few names people might not like. And some may know who. One's going to be Bill Russell, I guarantee it. <laughs> You may know one of them and all that. And uh, so let's get right into it. Mo, our top year, we're going to discuss our top five favorite NBA players growing up. And that could be, you know, current and all that, but just who are favorite top five NBA players for us were are. So you want to go from five to one or you want to go your list and my list? We'll go your list and my list. Like we'll go back and forth list and then kind of talk about the list and why. Okay, so my favorite player, one of my favorite players growing up, and he's in my five, was Penny Hardaway. Penny was my You're guy. You're old, bro. <laughs> I am old. You're old. As you can see, there is a little bit of oh. an, age, an age gap. But, uh, yeah, Penny Hardaway, that was my first jersey, you know, that I remember getting. And I remember just watching his game and being like, how was it doing? Now, I didn't watch Magic Johnson play. So, obviously, Magic was a 6 8 point guard. But for me, seeing a six foot eight point guard that could do the things he was doing with the ball in his hand and and just all stars and, and, and Hooper with Shaq and all that. And I always loved those Orlando Magic, old school Orlando Magic jerseys. So, for me, that was he's in my five as far as my top five favorite NBA players. He was special. I wish he never got hurt. And the next guy I'm gonna probably mention is in the same boat, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. You know, all first on my list is uh, Penny Hardaway. Mo. All right, so at number five, I went back and forth. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, 
I love Mellow growing up. I had the Mellow jersey. I had the Mellow Jordans when it was actually cool to rock the Mellow Jordans. You got to think about it. I was in, like, middle school. We could wear players' shoes, um, and it was okay. Like, Mellow was the one team Jordans that you wasn't going to get made fun of. He had that one He had that one pair where they came out in uh, black and baby blue, and then they came out in white and baby blue with the yellow Jumpman on the side, with the inside the clear little button. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, any sneakerhead and Mellow fan will know what two shoes I'm talking about. Those I had those. I had the white mellow jersey. Um, bro, I was a big so so to all right. I'm young, like I'm 28 years old. So three of my top five favorite players are actually from the same draft class. Clearly, I have to be talking about Mellow's draft class. Um, that 0304 uh draft class. I was what eight? I was eight years old. I had a bunch of favorite players at the time, but you got to think about the hype around Carmelo Anthony and then a couple of the other guys coming in. And I'll tell you why my number one favorite player became my number one favorite player in the moment he did. But yeah, Carmelo Anthony at number five, he's my fifth favorite player of all time. Like I, I love Melo. I think he gets disrespected um, just based on the fact he does, he hasn't won a championship. I think had Melo won a championship, I think we'd look at him a lot different. Um, one of the greatest scores we've ever seen. That's a whole other show too. The whole ring. Yeah. One of the greatest scores we've ever seen. One of the, just, bro, like, essentially, bro, the top 75 player, one of the greatest players we've ever seen. Like, yeah, he's not top 10, probably not even top 20. That's fine. But he's still one of the best basketball players of the past 75 years that you've ever witnessed play basketball. So Melo's at number five for me. Is Melo a – not to get off a little, but is Melo a top 10 scorer of all time? Yes. In points, based on definition, by points, he's a top 10 scorer of all time, but also just pure – Natural score, he's definitely in the list of top 10. You might get argued top five. Mm-hmm. Don't want to debate about that. But top 10, I don't think it's debatable that Melo's one of the 10 best scores. Just eye test. Take stats yeah. away and just how he could score. That's how I refer to it. Yeah, he's – he's but statistically he is. And then I think on the eye test, like, bro, Melo in his prime, Melo was unstoppable. Denver Melo, New York Melo, you know, OKC Melo still has some juice left, like, we're not going to act like Carmelo Anthony just wasn't out here dogging people. He just, you know, when he was in the West, he had to deal with Kobe and them. When he was in the East, he had to deal with LeBron and them. So it, they built the team to try and compete with Miami and forgot about Paul George and them because they kind of came out of nowhere and smacked everybody in the Easter Conference in the mouth. So, you know, they kind of built it to be competitive with one team, forgot there could be a possibility of other teams building a little mm-hmm. bit differently to be vice versa of how Miami plays basketball. But yeah, Carmelo Anthony's one of the most disrespected players of all time. But he's 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 definitely, especially with how much of a fan I was of Melo when I was younger and that draft class and the impact they had on me loving basketball, falling more in love with basketball than I was already. Yeah, Carmelo Anthony's my he's my fifth. He's five. You'll be surprised at four, but he's five. You'll be surprised at four and three, but he's five. All right. Melo's a good one. Melo's actually I I won't even go uh that deep, but Melo's in my five. He was my favorite. Now, what changed it a little bit for me was the the whole brawl at the garden. You remember that? Well, when he took off running down the other well, side, he took off running like a little. Yeah. And I lost respect for him for a moment there because at that point, I didn't really didn't have, <laughs> I didn't really have, because I, I I growing up like I said, Penny Hardaway, Grant, uh, another I'll mention Grant Hill a little bit, Grant Hill, and then. I didn't, and then T Mac, and then T Mac got was dealing with his injuries, and then uh, and then Mello was my guy, and then the brawl happened, and I was like, all right, he did it against my team, 
then of course like a few years back later he won the be, being on the team which is crazy but yeah mellow i put mellow in, in my life so i won't i won't go in what what everything mo said was right like denver mellow was special you know then him coming to my team it didn't go the way i i wanted it to go but it still was cool to see him that next team was good if you didn't raise that championship aspirations just because you got carmelo anthony they met met expectations of what that team really was. And, and you know it's crazy for being like, honest and there's there's a couple Dumbass there's a couple ways that's a whole podcast in itself man. but like them going after him and trading for him i know in hindsight that may have not been the move but it also does like going into free agency there was no guarantee there would have been a guarantee he would have came in the next there was rumors about brooklyn so you know that, that's a whole nother thing but like i always hear that from people and i was like yeah and, you know yeah that makes sense you know because they could have kept that core and then imagine that core and then you add mellow maybe we could have you know maybe maybe it's a different but you would have took a chance of losing him in free agency and guess what guess who was in free agency that he could have possibly joined Dwayne wade and lebron james and that could have been the Heat's big three instead of Chris Bosh. So let's be honest. You had to jump on it before you let the Banana Boat crew have any opportunity. Of well, Melo was a free agent the next year because the year before was when going into that season was the was um, when it, when the Heat got their guys. I remember we got Omari Stoudemire that year. Um, Melo went to New York before the Heat got the big three. This went well last time. No, Ken, uh, this is not going to go the way it was. Uh, talk about the open championship, entertain me, puppets, Almo. Um, <laughs> what is the open? Oh, golf. No, I'm not. No, that's actually tennis. I think it's the U.S. No, open. No, the is U.S. It? open is that's not tennis. Month. All right, then let's stop talking about this and go back. <laughs> who, who, uh, so you said so mellow. Mello's you got mellow. Yeah. All Mello's right. Four. Number four for me. It's not even essentially my order, but this is a, they're my five. But yeah, mellow's in my five. Number four for me has to be. Chauncey big game Billups. Uh growing up, bro, I love Chauncey Billups. I love that Detroit Pistons team. Mr. Big Shot. Yeah, Mr. Big Shot Billups, man. Like, and you know, they had that announcer. Anybody who really remember, y'all remember that announcer? And it was the way he Chauncey Billups. Like, I didn't got he's still there. Yeah. Oh, he's still there? I think so. Yeah. Nah, bro. He was he's old back then, bro. Yeah, nah, he was old back then. Well, they're not exciting, so I guess he does he's not as enthusiastic. But um no, nah, Chauncey Billups, bro. I loved, I loved Chauncey Billups for the simple fact, like, he was a, he wasn't the most athletic point guard, but he just knew how to play the game. He could shoot. He he made the right play every time. He played defense. He was the perfect leader for a team that was scrappy, mm -hmm. just like the Detroit Pistons. They ended up winning a championship. But I, whether he won a championship or not, I loved him. I loved watching him in Denver. Like he was just one of those guys I seen. Like and you got to think about it, like. I don't care about the backlash. Like when I was a kid, bro, like you you start thinking like, all right, all our favorite players be six eight, six nine, the guys that make the highlight plays, the dunks, and this and that. But when you grow up, like who could you realistically see yourself playing like? Like in some of my favorite players, I wasn't gonna be, you know, I'm gonna get into some of my unrealistic favorite players, but this is actually like a four, like what is it? Hey, you know what's crazy? We're in a five-star hotel. The $89 a night motel room background would actually be where I'm staying. <laughs> That's where I'm staying, and it's Ken, actually cheaper than $89 a night. This is an immaculate bathroom in here, too. Yeah, but anyway, Ken, see, this is why I don't like going live. Because anyway, uh, so yeah, I love Chauncey Billups, bro. Like, and it was just one of those as a kid, like, if you see yourself, and you see yourself going to the NBA, because when we're all eight and nine, and we play ball, and we're pretty good, 
we think we can all go to the NBA. And it's like, no, nah, I'm not going to be a LeBron or a Carmelo or, you know, a freaking Charles Barkley or Michael Jordan. But like the way Chauncey Billups played the game, like I could be a Chauncey Billups. Like I, I could be a guy, not the most athletic, just make the right play, make the shots when it counts, get it to your open guys, understand your role and be a leader. So that's why I fell in love with Chauncey Billups. I like watching some of the guys that don't stand out on your screen every night, but you know, if you're a hooper, if you know, if you, you know, ball is life and you know the mentality, you know the game, you know how important he was just as important as Rip. He was just as important as Rasheed Wallace. I think that group, that core group that won the championship, that starting five, I don't think they win it without any one of them missing. I think if one guy goes out of that starting five, they don't win the championship. So Billups was just as important as anybody else. And I love Chauncey Billups. I'll forever love Chauncey Billups. Yeah, Chauncey had a little stint with the Knicks too. That uh, He played good with us because we traded uh, – when we got him, and uh, I think he was in the Mellow deal. He was he was he came in the Mellow deal, if I'm correct. But yeah, uh, he he did he did his thing. He was his his game, the way he was posting up dudes, his defense. And remember, it didn't start off well for him. It didn't start off well for him at all. You know, a high pick, and then doesn't work out. I think he was in Boston, bounced around a little bit, but then, um, yeah, I'm gonna leave it alone. But we won't get into that. <laughs> But that's we'll, funny. We'll stay off. Yeah, I'm like, I'll leave it alone. I just had to show you. But uh, yeah, I saw that uh, that uh, before. But yeah, he's great. Um, I'll put next uh, Ron with a with Meta World Peace, Ron Artest. You know, uh, Meta, you know, Ron Artest growing up. Ron Artest is in your top five favorite players of all time. That's insane, crazy. Top five. I've never heard anybody. My top five favorite players going. I've never heard anybody. Off. I'm going off this based off when I was young because right now I don't really I wouldn't have a five favorite players, but growing up, Ron was my because I was a def- defensive guy and all that and he I loved the way he played and he was he was a he was a uh, Queens guy, he went to St. John's, I'm still mad the Knicks didn't pick him. They picked Shout him. out to Ron Artest for being somebody you know because I think Ron Artest get hated on so much you forget how great of a like like he was. Nice. I don't want to call him a role player because he was more than that. Like, he, he was – like, an elite role player still seemed like, bro, what he was to that Lakers team. Like, yes, he wasn't the star because they had Kobe. But, I mean, you you remember that interview when – after he's like, I heard Phil Jackson talking in my ear like, don't take the shot. Take the shot. And I took the shot and that I made it. Like, bro, that was elite. Like, that was – you know, that was a great interview because Ron Artest gave you his real perspective on, like, I know Phil Jackson didn't want me to take the shot. Kobe probably didn't want me to take the shot, but I took it anyway. And since I made it, it's all good. We're champs. Like it's all good. We're champs. Yeah. It's funny when you get self awareness on an interview. Like, yeah, I know I probably shouldn't have, but I took it. I made it. We're all good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And just, I just love the way he just went out and just defense, 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 and that's how I, you know, made my, you know, try to play when I was. Growing up and all that, it was like defense, defense, defense. Who's a better defender, him or Draymond? I think I think Ron Artest. Okay, cool. All right, cool. That's fine. I'm great with that. I th- I don't even. I, you don't think it's close? I don't think it's close. I don't think so either. You Ron, put Ron Artest Ron, in his prime Ron, right now. Ron's guarding LeBron, Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant. You put Ron Artest in his prime right now to play defense. He lock a lot. Of, he lock a lot of elite players up. He lock uh, it up I, and make I, them. I, they I, go I, from. Uh, you know, top five in efficiency, man. He puts Jason Tatum out of a series. 
Like, he takes Tatum out of the series. He takes Jalen Brown out of the series. There's a reason why Kobe said, yo, I want you on. Him him and his prime, he takes a lot of guys out of series. I mean, he probably takes Giannis out of the series. And he's so versatile. He might take Jokic. He won't take him out of a series, but he makes life hell on Jokic, where some of that stuff that Jokic makes look so easy ain't going to be so easy messing with Ronald Tess, honestly. But now I feel like I'm meat riding, so let me stop talking about Ronald Tess. Now I feel like I'm meat. But That's he crazy. was and he was yoked up. Like Draymond is not yoked up. Like I, I feel like Draymond's more of a, a maybe I don't even know if he's a better like team defender and all that. But like we're talking about like you have to guard Kobe Bryant and then you have to guard Tracy McGrady and you gotta guard Dwayne Wade and Carmelo Anthony. I would be like, all right, I, he he gonna do it. He gonna do it. I don't know. I don't know if Draymond could do that. No, he couldn't. Level. He couldn't. To that level, no, and because and Ron could score too when he wanted to, and then when he went to Sacramento, the problem. But yeah, I'm putting Ron up there because I loved what he did defensively. Everywhere he went, he made an impact defensively, and uh, especially when he went to the Lakers and what he did with the Pacers and all that. But I'm going with Ron. So he's number three on your list. Okay, number three on my list is Ray Allen, Jesus Shuttlesworth, Ray Allen, his whole career. Like, I'm talking about Milwaukee Ray Allen, Seattle Ray Allen, Boston Ray Allen, Miami Ray Allen. I had a Boston Ray Allen jersey. I wore number 20 my freshman year of high school because of Ray Allen. Um, Really, I wore number 20 because of Ray Allen, but also because a better player on our team wore number three. (laughs) Like, we're just because I did want to wear number three. But the better player, and he was a sophomore, he wore number three. So it was like, okay, all right, the better player got it. I can't, but I want number 20. Like, let me get number 20, Ray Allen. Bro, I love Ray Allen, especially when he became, like, you know, Jesus Shuttlesworth, the Milwaukee Ray Allen, is what a lot of people forget, and they kind of categorize him as, like, his whole career, where he's that pure shooter type. And he always was a pure shooter, but people forget how athletic Ray Allen was back in the day, even, like, his first year or two with Seattle. But then as his body started taking a little beating, and he took one step back athletically, Ray Allen became a pure shooter and arguably, I mean, he's one of the top five, top three greatest shooters we've ever seen of all time. Um, I mean, it's an argument, but he's in the top five for me. Um, and I don't think it's much of a debate. I'm sure we can start hollering about percentages and all that, but the eye test, Ray Allen's one of the best shooters I've ever seen in my life. So I love Ray Allen. He's number one. No, all right, yeah, go on. Who's your number two? Ray Allen's not the greatest shooter of all time. He's not better than Steph. We're not doing that. Steph's the greatest shot, uh, tough shot maker. No, he's the greatest shooter. He's made Ray the Allen most. Is the greatest shooter. No, bro. I, and I know the I'm games. No, I'm not doing this. Go the ahead. Difference between tough. We didn't makers. say we were gonna argue who. We, we didn't say we were gonna argue who was better shooter. I pure, said Ray Allen. Pure, pure shooting. Ray Allen's the greatest pure shooter. Steph's the greatest. Sh- is Ray okay. Allen a better pure shooter than Clay Thompson? Yeah. Move on. <laughs> Move on. Move on. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. Move on. Who's your number two? Who's your second favorite player? Uh, second favorite player it's of all Tracy time McGrady. is uh, another um, another score. Um, Tracy you love injury prone guys. That's what you love, Tracy. I remember having arguments because. Uh, I always, I always hated being the guy that liked, like, that liked everybody. Like, even with wrestling, like everybody was Stone Cold Steve Austin guy. I was like, nah, I'm a rock guy. You know, everybody was like, oh, I'm a DX, macho man, Randy DX guy. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm NWO. 
even though everybody I was ma- I was like, Macho Man Randy Savage. So yeah, like everybody liked the World Championship. I was Intercontinental, but like I never. So I was like, yo, I was, I'm a teammate. We used to have arguments, teammate Kobe and all. And there used to be real arguments, like who's better? Yeah, because y'all were drunk at 13. Yeah. <laughs> we used to have the arguments. Like, no, nah, I'm a teammate guy. I remember having Tim Duncan versus KG arguments, but yeah, T-Mac those were more solid arguments than teammate versus Kobe. I used to have to those were way more argument that uh, KG Duncan. And I, I think Duncan is the greatest power forward of all time, but I think a, the substance of saying KG was better has way more of an argument than telling me Tracy McGrady is better than Kobe because in no world, oh, way, like shape, or form, was that close. Nope. Yeah, that was a real, nope. those were real Yeah, arguments. before Kobe, so before Kobe fully became Kobe Bryant yeah. because he was looked at as second fiddle on a three-peat team, mm-hmm. all right, cool. But prime for prime, it's Kobe, and it's not even close, bro. Oh, yeah, it, It's not even an argument. Kobe. Tracy McGrady makes my list later, by the way. Yeah, he makes my list. But yeah, T Mac is in my five. Just I loved his game and all that. And then we dunking on Sean Bradley and all that. Like a six foot nine dude who's just who got handles like a point guard and all that. And he was on Orlando. There's something I think it was the Orlando Magic jersey because low key that's probably my favorite jersey. You know what's crazy? My sister loved Tracy McGrady growing up. She had the number one Houston Rockets jersey. She loved T Mac. T Mac was still doing. Yeah, yeah, she loved T Mac. Injuries, injuries messed him up, but yeah, he was in my five. So Tracy McGrady. All right, number two. You guys might be surprised by this. LeBron, Ramon James, is my second favorite player of all time. You know. I love LeBron. I'm an advocate of LeBron. His BS he's had lately is kind of, you know, it's tough to defend. I changed number six to 23 out of respect for Bill Ruthun. And I'm kind of over that. Um, you know, as LeBron's getting older, some of his narratives are a little annoying and overstretched, but I still love LeBron. And you got to think about it, being born in 95 and being seven, eight years old when he comes in and mellow and D-Wade, like, that's what you love. You're a young kid. You've watched him literally your whole life. I mean, mm-hmm. I was seven, eight years. I was eight when LeBron played his first game. I'm 28 and LeBron's still in the league. Like at the end of the day, you can have, I don't care about the goal arguments anymore. You can have them. You can hate on them. You can, I don't care what type of guy you are, but when it comes to LeBron, bro, like, like I said, I was eight years old. I'm 28 years old. The man's still in the league. I'm going to be 29 and he's still going to be in the league. He's probably going to be in the playoffs when I turn 29 like it's so it's just the the amazing things he's done but i mean you gotta think about it the hype i was eight years old when he got drafted he's been a superstar since what like his sophomore year in high school so you're talking about since i was six five six years old the influence of lebron reached espn first guy to be on espn magazine in high school first high school athlete to be on slam magazine so like at that age that the stardom is going to attract you as such a young kid your favorite player at six years old ain't going to be a 35-year-old guy on his way out the league. That's just not how it works. No young kids are like, if you're six and you're like, yeah, bro, when I was six, my favorite player was 38, almost out of – you're just an idiot, like, period, point blank. Like, you like the guy who's the star around, and I don't say your age, but when they're fresh and coming in and making a name for themselves, LeBron made a name for himself before he even went to the NBA. So LeBron, Ramon James, is my second favorite player of all time. No, yeah. I so know. who's your number one? Who's your favorite player of all time? I didn't have. I didn't really put an order. Oh, that's I lame. Know. I put this shit in order. That's lame as hell. I, I, you know, we're at number one. I've named five, four, three, nah, two, one. My number one. one just happens. I didn't. I didn't think about the order, but my number one is is um is Grant Hill. 
That was my favorite player. You, your list is full of what ifs. Outside of Ron Artest, because we were able to see out his whole career, he has a what if to it, but I'm not going to talk about it. But Don- he has a what if to his career, but it was not about injuries. All of them are like, you like guys of like, Oh man, so I can tell the story. You don't know how good he was. What if he well, never got hurt? Grant, Grant is, is, is a, he kind of set he kind of he was he was that dude. And he was a Duke guy. And I was still trying to figure out who my team was in college basketball. And he's one of the well, Jay Will was the like officially came the reason why I Duke, but he's definitely one of the reasons. I literally love that that Duke jersey. And you know, him grew up with that the, the Pistons and all that. The old school Pistons old school jersey Pistons tail jersey. joint. Yeah, yeah. That was Hill joints. You know what's crazy? I had I had that Grant Hill jersey when I was a kid, though. That's crazy. Yeah. I like Grant Hill. I was I mean, he's not a top five favorite player of all time, but I like Grant, Grant Hill. Hill. Like, how could you not? As a kid, he was like a star. When I was young, he was a star before the injuries. Like he was. And you're old, so you probably watched his Duke games live. No, nah, I'm not that. I was like three when he won the national. Yeah, so you watched it live, exactly. Uh but yeah, I just love this game, girl. Like I had my first jerseys, I remember Penny. It was Grand Hill, Patrick Ewing, Jordan. Like, those are my first jerseys and all that. So, like, it's just – I always stuck with that. Like, I don't really have a top five, like, current guys like that. I just – I, you know me. I just I, – I, like – I could tell you, like, guys who are third-year undrafted rookies that I like, that are, that are guys I watch, so – and all that. But, yeah, those were my guys growing up. And Grant was always, like, one of my favorites. And he just happened to be the Duke uh, – go to Duke, so – that added to it. But yeah, I would say Grant was my favorite player growing up. Um, that, that's kind of how I base my list of guys who are, you know, because I don't really have a five now. If we were to do a five now. I don't I think I have a full-blown five favorite players for the simple fact. Like, I love watching a lot of these guys, but at the same time, like, bro, a lot of the stars in the league, I'm their age or older than them. So, like, at the same time, like, you know, you, you, you like guys. Pause. You like guys who are older. Like, you like guys that you grew up with. Like, you grew up with, not yeah. the guys who, like, when I was 25 years old, he was 18 in the league. I mean, I know, like, if if I had one guy that I really, really, like, follow, and he's one of my favorite players right now, it would be, like, Steph Curry's one and then Donovan Mitchell. And Donovan Mitchell was just because he reminded me of D-Wade when he was in college. Like, to me, coming out, he was the closest thing I watched to D-Wade. Who is, ah, leading into my number one is Dwayne Tyrone Wade. D-Wade is my favorite player of all time. He became my favorite player of all time the year that he went on that run with Marquette. It, it was in the first game. He wore number three. And I was watching it with my dad, and I loved everybody who wore number three at that time. I was a big fan of Stephon Marbury, Steve Francis, Allen Iverson. Uh, who else? Anybody who wore number three, but those like Marbury, Iverson, Steve Francis really stand out um, as far as guys that I really loved at that age. And then D-Wade balled out in one game. We were watching it. I was watching with my dad. And I said, man, dad, that's my favorite player. You know, a young kid, you see one guy play great, and you're like, that's my favorite player. Followed him ever since. Then he went to Miami. Um, that's really the story. On, I'm from Florida, but that's I didn't have a favorite team at six, seven years old. Like, it was just like I love basketball. I love players. I love watching. I'd watch anybody. Before I was even old enough to know, like, who was bad, who was good. Basketball's on. I'm watching it. I used to watch the Hardwood Classics on NBA TV, like, Anything attracted me as far as basketball. So once I labeled D-Wade and then he went to Miami, like, boom, okay, my favorite player is going to the Miami Heat. That is now Mm -hmm. my favorite team. His stint was, you know what, he was there before he went to the Bulls. He was there for, what, about 12 years? 
he was there for like 12 years. So, I mean, you're talking about from six years old to basically they were winning a championship the year I graduate high school. So like my entire childhood, essentially then leaves, goes to Chicago, spends his last he year in Miami. A, he should have been a Miami Heat. For yeah, he should have. But just that aspect of it, like, I mean, from six years old, you became my favorite player to the point you play for my favorite team all the way till I graduate high school. Like I basically spent my whole school years, elementary, middle school and high school of you being my favorite player. I was a fan of him. Obviously when he went to the bulls, he was just my favorite player. Um, Loved when he went to Cleveland, thought it could have happened. And he goes back to Miami and then it's like, okay, I'm going to play one more year. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely enjoyed his farewell tour, enjoyed his final game. It wasn't Kobe's, you know, what, what do you have, 60? His final game. Kobe. I think D-Wade had like a 30-point triple-double almost, didn't he? Yeah. He, he had a 30-point triple-double. And then it just it falls in line because like 3 and 15 are two of my favorite numbers. But like D-Wade got three championships. He's the third greatest shooting guard of all time. He said, call me three. My son is Maurice Lamont Murphy, the third, and I call him three. They're really not because of D-Wade. It was more I didn't want to call Trey. But, yeah, D-Wade, favorite player of all time. So, Chris, let's move on. Let's 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 move on. We dragged this one out. Top go. In order, damn it. In order. Yes, bro, from five to one, bro. Stop playing with me. Uh, Justin Tuck at five. Bro, anybody who has a kick. The top five favorite player of all time is a loser. You're a loser. Oh, you're thinking about Justin Tucker. Justin. Tucker. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm oh. thinking about Justin Tucker. I'm like, you got a kicker, bro. You're a loser, bro. Get Justin out my face. Tucker. Yeah, the defensive lineman from uh, the Giants. My bad. Yeah, yeah, that was my guy. Uh, I love this game. The only thing bad about him is he went to Notre Dame. But other than that, you know, I love this story. You know, he he was just that dude. He was. Just, I love this face mask he had. He always had the crazy good uh cool face mask and all that and just you know i wanted to be you know i, I his game was just played all throughout the line inside outside you know just a, a, I, when he left to the raiders i was so upset when he left but yeah justin tuck was that dude great pass rusher big reason why we you know we won those two super he could easily be a two-time super bowl mvp easily he made an impact in both in both super bowl runs but yeah justin tuck at five all right, at number five. She thought it was Justin. Yeah, I'm like, bro. I, I mean, Justin Tucker's helped me win fantasy championships, so shout out to Justin Tucker, but no, nah, Justin Tucker. So at number five for me is Drew Brees. Um, I'm a big fan of Drew Brees. I love Drew Brees. The little guy. Like, he was the the, the, the greatest little quarterback of all time. Six foot. Surprised you like a Big Ten quarterback. You got to think about it, though. When By the time Drew Brees was in the NFL – like, I didn't – like, I was an Ohio State fan, but, like, bro, Drew Brees been in the NFL. I was like, what, four? Like, like I'm a fan of Drew Brees, the NFL. I don't care that – yeah, he went to Purdue, but then why would I hate Purdue? Like, realistically, as an Ohio State fan, like, yes, when we play Purdue, I'll never root for Purdue, but why would I hate Purdue? We beat them dang near every year. They're not a rivalry. They're not they, – they've never really been a threat to us. They beat us one year. Purdue beat us one year with Tyler, but you know, outside of that, bro, Purdue is not like this threat that I'm so worried. I wake up shivering in my boots because we got Purdue on a Saturday. So, but Drew Brees, bro, I mean, you know, prior to JT Barrett coming along, he had all the Big Ten records, and JT Barrett showed up and said, Hold my burr. Um, <laughs> I really hate when people do this. Like, bro, we haven't. I I'm not even gonna go down that line. I'm not feeling that Walker piss me off, but that shit be petty. Like, bro, 
All right. Anyway, it's Drew Brees at number five, bro. Ohio State will go nine and three and still have a better record than Ole Miss, bro. Like, I ain't really trying to hear that. You gonna piss me out? Great the SEC is. I'm not gonna go down that line, bro. Get a team that's been, re- bro. Stop. Stop playing with me. Stop uh, playing with me. At four. At number four. Oh man, that that's tough. Because I know my top two. I bet you won't put five hundred dollars on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I bet you won't put five hundred dollars. That we nine and three and our losses are the Iowa, Penn State, and Michigan. And if you won't put five hundred dollars on it, then shut up. Stand on what you said. Iowa, Penn State, Michigan beat us for five hundred dollars. If not, don't make another comment. Do not make another comment if you won't put five hundred dollars on. My number four is Sean Taylor. Now he, he does. I with Sean. I love Sean Taylor. He's the one I usually don't root for players that play in within my division but he was the exception he was a hurricane though he was a hurricane and that was different but he fumbled in the national championship by the way yeah we won't have to go into that I'm oh, my bad. BS call my bad raggy ass refs but yeah sean taylor uh i think i think if i parlay man stand what you stand on and stop commenting now you about to pick, stand what you stand on i don't care if you parlay it bet me like a man since you want to talk like a man if ohio state loses to iowa penn state and michigan Put 500 on it or parlay it, shut up, and lose your money the minute they beat one of them teams right away. Stop playing with me. Stop I, playing with I me. I hope my team wins seven games. But, uh, yeah, uh, Sean Taylor, I think there's a world where he's the greatest safety of all time. Unfortunately, we lost him at, I think, 24 years old. Like, it's, you know, obviously gone way too soon. But, yeah, um, I believe he could have been the greatest safety of all time. He could run. He could catch. He was taking, you know, to go into the crib. And all that he could tackle, you know, he, he could do everything. He was essentially a middle linebacker, which was playing safety, but actually can cover. So yeah, Sean Taylor for me, number four. Number four for me is Peyton Manning. Love Peyton Manning. Um, I think my love for Peyton Manning started. My mom, a big Tennessee fan, she loved Peyton Manning. So when I grew up, and then I loved the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love the quarterback position, which kind of won't make sense when we get to two and one, but I do love the quarterback position, and I love watching Drew Brees. I really love watching Peyton Manning. Growing up, I used to have the debates that, you know, I know Brady's winning these championships, but I think talent-wise, Peyton Manning is greatest quarterback I've ever seen up until, you know, the the boy, number 15, over there in Kansas City might be the per- best person I've ever laid my eyes on. But, yeah, Peyton Manning, bro, I'm a huge Peyton Manning fan. I like the Colts. Not my favorite team or nothing, but, I mean, being a Cowboys fan, you don't have a rivalry with the Colts. If the Colts are playing really well, when they played Chicago in the Super Bowl, I was rooting for Peyton Manning. When he played with Denver and they played Seattle, I was rooting for Peyton Manning. You know, like, it, when when they played against Carolina, I was rooting for Peyton Manning. Like, it's one of those, I don't have to have a reason to hate. If he does play Dallas, all right, cool. Like, yeah, I want you to lose that game. But other than that, there's no real rivalry with the Colts for me to have a reason. Like, oh, you love Peyton Manning, but you used to hate on him all the time. So Peyton Manning at number three. Um, my number number four, number four, my bad, number four. So my number three is Ed Reed, another Hurricane, Ravens legend. He That speech, everybody always shows that speech of him, you know, when he was in Miami, and they were actually, I think they were winning that game. And he just like, you know, I'm just tired, you know, and, you know, has the halftime speech, and they wound up going out and doing that thing. But, yeah, Ed Reed, to me, he is the greatest safety of all time. Uh 
I, I don't even like. I know Troy Polamalu, Brian Dawkins. You know, there's a other. You know, Ed Reed, other, the greatest safety of all. Time. But I think Ed Reed's the greatest safety of all time. I, I just you put him back. I mean, when you got Peyton Manning, you know, out there stressing, you know, you know, you're doing your thing. You know, and and uh, so yeah, Ed Reed to me. You know, and he was a hurricane. That makes it even more. And so yeah, well, Ed Reed from number three for me. Number three, I'm going Mike Vick. Uh, bro, let's just you know, Mike Vick and Allen Iverson were. To me, the NFL and NBA hood legends, and I don't mean that by their character. I mean that by, like, bro, everybody growing up had a Vic jersey, an AI jersey. We was rocking answers. We was rocking when, when Vic had them, you know, the, the Michael Vic turfs with Nike. Folks was rocking them, especially the kids. Like, when you was a kid, if you was an adult at that time, you're going to feel a little different. But as a kid, Michael Vic had his own shoe. Very rare that football players, bro, the, the, the commercial, the Michael Vic experience, but very rare that a football player – have a Nike shoe that everybody's wearing, especially a football player. Shoot, we're really wearing Nikes. I mean, you're talking about what? Nikes that weren't basketball related. We're talking about what? Vic, Dion, and and Ken Griffey. Like outside of that, like they're all Hoopers that that were rocking their Nikes if we're rocking them. So, you know, and all three of those guys in their respective sport had elite um elite impact on baseball and, and the other two in football, but Mike Vick, bro, left-handed guy, speedster, small, kind of against the odds. Yeah, he's not one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. But at the same time, he set a precedent that black quarterbacks who have his style of game can make it in the NFL and have an impact and still be successful. Uh, whether you win the championship or not is not really beside the point, but to have the career that he had to take a city like Atlanta and really like put them on the map for football in a way that you haven't really seen and to put – you know, the perspective on how you look at black quarterbacks coming out of college is still a little there, but at the same time, like he changed the narrative. You, you're giving guys more opportunity. He started, if there's no Michael Vick, there is no Lamar Jackson. There probably is no Justin Fields. Like there's a lot of guys, if there's no Mike Vick, a lot of those guys don't exist. Um, so shout out to Michael Vick, man. I love Michael Vick growing up. How could you not? He was a human highlight. He, he, he was what, the human highlight stick? Isn't that what they called him? Yeah, he was yeah the human joystick. You know, grace the cover of Madden 04. Like, he just made a lot of people believe, no matter what the circumstance was, like, a black guy could play quarterback, to be honest, and be pretty successful. So, number one pick. Number one pick. Yeah. In the draft, you know. I remember, you know, right when then, I was- Hold on real quick. Walker talking about Michael. Who cares? Stop. I'm not even going to spaz out because I'm really about to say something crazy, so I'm going to just let it ride because um, I really was about to say something so crazy. When he was at Virginia Tech, I mean – what he was doing in the Big East was kind of was crazy. Like they went to the national championship, right? When yeah, they went to the national championship when they played and played Oklahoma. Um, so you know he he was just that started from college and all and all that. So um, you know it, he was he he was definitely was special. So my my two right my number two is Ray Lewis, another Hurricane, and all that. I wore fifty two in high school as a linebacker because of him. Um, so. You know, I think he's the greatest middle linebacker of all time. Uh, another one, I think it's it's him and everybody else underneath this, whoever. Um, but yeah, I uh, I wore fifty two for him. I did all the 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 pregame stuff he did, the dance, the the the. What time is it? I did all that before. I, you know, when I played high school football and all that, and uh, you know, I think he's you know his story. You know, uh, from you know, being an under 
size linebacker to being arguably the greatest middle linebacker of all time. I think he's my number two. So yeah, that that's my my guy. I love Ray Lewis. My number two is Chad Ochocinco. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Jeff. Jeff would very well expect this answer due to the fact the first time you ever heard me, I was defending Chad Johnson in a way that we won't talk about. But Chad Johnson, bro, I love Chad Johnson. I love the trash talk. I love the antics. I don't care who felt disrespected um, based on what he did. He was entertaining on on the field at all times, the river dance. The proposing to a cheerleader, the putting on the Hall of Fame jacket, you know, the scoring the touchdowns, put me on a phone, put me in a phone booth with three people, and I'm still open. The way he would talk trash, just the type of person he was, bro, as a kid. Like I, I love Chad Johnson. So Chad Johnson's my second favorite player of all time. Chad Johnson at two. Uh my number one is Thomas Brady. I don't know why. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady II. I don't know why. I, for some reason, I don't know. It's the story. I've always digged the story, always loved the story. But then just, you know, I just loved the way he played the game and always had chip on our shoulder. Even when he was becoming a superstar, he still had the chip on our shoulder, six-round pick, all that. And he always came with it, you know, whether he had, you know, the, you know elite talent or he had no talent. He made it work and all that. So. Tom Brady for me was my favorite player and all that. Like I even was rocking New England Patriots Tom Brady jersey, and like people were like, "Why?" I was like, "Bro, oh, just Brady's my guy." Brady's my and guy. what makes it better is because as much as you loved him, he never beat your team in the Super Bowl, so you had no reason to ever turn your back on him being it, your favorite player. Yeah, and it wasn't really like a rock. We didn't have a rock. Like it wasn't like the Jets. Like the their Jets and the Patriots are in the division. Yeah, the same division. But so he like, played your team twice. He lost twice. You never had a reason to turn beat, your back. My team beat like and like if, I remember people asked me like, "Who are you gonna root for?" I was like, "I'm rooting for my team to win the Super Bowl," you know. So and and it, and it worked out. I got to see my teams would beat him twice, and he was still my favorite guy. But yeah, um, yes, I used to. But uh, yeah, Tom Brady uh, is my favorite player of all time. All right, so my favorite player of all time. Let me just add to the list for these privileged folks in the comments that just love uncontroversial players. <laughs> freaking losers! What did all line with freaking Chad? losers? I was, I, first, of all, I was wondering like, what did, what did Chad did not remember? Hey, but I would headbutt. <laughs> but yeah. either way, who cares? Let me let me just add to the my favorite players for these privileged losers. Terrell Owens. T.O. is my favorite player of all time. The most non-controversial player ever. Tara Owens, the locker room killer. Uh, I love T.O., bro. I love T.O. in San Francisco. Obviously, him playing for Dallas just made me love T.O. even more. Uh, I loved when, bro, the greatest moment of my time was when T.O. and Chad Johnson linked up in Cincinnati and was on the same team. Like, I know it wasn't no superb team that could had a possibility to win the Super Bowl, but just being able to see two of my favorite players on the same team, opposite sides of each other, running routes, catching passes from Carson Palmer. That was great for me growing up. But, yeah, T.O. was my favorite player of all time, bro. The, the popcorn, that popcorn picture in that Dallas uniform is iconic. Uh, you know, dancing. Shoot, he disrespected Dallas. He went and danced after he scored a touchdown on the 50-yard line and got hit. You know, he had a multiple dances when he wasn't with Dallas on the star. Ends up being a cowboy. Still ended up going to the star to make it like, okay, nah, it's okay for me to do this because I'm in a Dallas uniform. So, man, I love T.O., man. Shout out to T.O., man. That's my favorite player of all time.
T.O. That was another fun debate was who's better, T.O. or Randy Moss? Those debates. And they used, yeah, you can add Marvin Harrison to that because it used to be like those trio, like, all right, who, who would you rather have, Harrison, T.O.? And they're all elite and all in – they're all three – I think Tio and Randy are in the top five, and I think they're two and three. Um, I think Jerry's number one. I think two and three is Randy and Tio. You can argue which way, and I respect it. You tell me Randy's two and Tio three, cool. I'm a Tio guy, Randy three, because Tio's my favorite player is strictly biased. But I respect, like, if you're like Randy Moss is the second greatest wide receiver of all time, I. And I think Marvin Harrison Jr. might be in that top five. Like, all three of them are in the top see, ten greatest see, wide receivers of see. all time, but. Yeah, Marvin Harrison Senior might be in that top five. So, yeah, no, Marvin Harrison was just—he might—he he, was—he caught everything. What he had the most catches at one point of all time. Yeah, like Marvin Harrison was—he was lit, bro. He was that guy. Now he has a son that's potentially going to be what a top five pick. You would say if Marvin if Harrison everything Jr. goes the way it's supposed to go, he's going to be a top five pick. Marvin Harrison Jr. is so elite. If you didn't have Caleb Williams, I think conversations would be if Caleb Williams and Drake May weren't in this same class, which they are, so it's a hypothetical, but like I think he's so elite. Like he doesn't go number one because there's a elite of the elite prospect coming out. I think taking for Caleb is gonna happen all around the NFL on some of those bad teams, including Walker's bum ass Titans, who just drafted Will Levis as well and don't know what they want to do, just drafting trash back and forth, but Either way, you know, you're going to convince me that Will Levis is the second messiah of Peyton Manning or whoever you think he is. But, yeah, I think the tank for Caleb is going to be real. But I think I think Marvin Harrison Jr. probably ends up a top three unless one of these quarterback prospects that aren't Caleb Williams or Drake may really, 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 really impress us. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. could not play and be Jamar Chase. Like, I think he could not play and be a top five pick. He could sit out this season and be I a top five pick. I agree. I definitely think. And that's, that just shows us good genes. You know, uh, Marvin Harrison put him out. Um, you know, his son could potentially be a first-round pick like he was. You know, uh, uh, that's special and all that. But, yeah, Marvin Harrison, those debates used to be fun. MTO or Randy and all that. Those are probably top five. Top, three of those guys are maybe top five of all time and all that. Where the order, Whatever order you have them in is up. But, uh, yeah, that, that's so. So we're going we're gonna to skip favorite sports moments because it's getting late. You know I have to drive down where I got to drive down to get to my hotel. And I got to wake up. And yeah, you got to wake up. So we're just going to hit on this a little bit. Most overrated athletes. We're going to go down the most. We're going to end this show with hate. So, Chris, I, I told you I'm going to match your energy. So I'm going to let you go first. Most overrated athlete. Go. One of your most overrated athletes. Okay. So I'm going to get into the Bill Russell stuff. It's not Ken, that you I, don't even have any facial hair. Shut up. It's not that he's an overrated player per se. I just don't think he's a top five to ten player of all time, like a lot of people have him. Whenever we talk about Bill Russell, and listen, rest in peace, great, you know, so let's put that in perspective too. I don't, I'm not trying to disrespect, but whenever we talk, everyone talks about Bill Russell, it's usually always – the 11 championships, okay? So the ring culture, right? Which a lot of people like hate. But those same people will say Jordan's the GOAT. But that's what I'm saying. That's all like, I'm saying. We, we talk about ring culture and all that, but that's they bring that up. But whenever 
we talk but Walker, about, you're single. Shut up. Whenever we talk about, you know, records and all that, I always see a guy named Will Chamberlain on there. Yet we always put we always put Bill Russell ahead of him because yes, I know he's got eleven rings. Um, he, you know, what he did with civil rights and all that. Yes, but that's never that's that's not what should make someone ahead of so another player like. Will has every damn near record. Every time we see records, it's Will Chamberlain and all that. And the fact that I you see a lot of people say, well, you know, he 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 did, you know, head to and even head to head. And just looking at Bill Russell, if we're just going to look at stats, which a lot of us can't really do because a lot of us did not watch Bill Russell play basketball, his stats were yeah, yeah. they're not top five, top ten. He average eighteen points a game, and like. Going against Will, all right. So, like, we're gonna go if we're gonna do the head to head. He's he he shot thirty nine percent as a big against Will, while Will was shooting sixty percent and averaging damn near thirty five and twenty five. Yet somehow he's he's always ranked. People always rank him ahead of him. So I'm just saying that's what I ha- have as overrated. Is like, yo, I, he's not top five, top ten for me. I no. That's just not the case. He's not that. Will is he? I mean, you want to put him as a top five center? Well, you could do that. I just think he gets overrated in that aspect. Where we we look at the eleven rings, and then don't look at you know there was no free agency and all that back in the day, and and you know there, he he had a eighteen hole he had a whole famous everywhere and all that. Like we get mad at Wilt because he was just so damn good. And he only won two championships, and I get maybe he should have won more. Okay, but he didn't have the, a lot of the players like he, he you know, with, with like that Bill did. I'm just saying that that everyone put it. I want one person had him the second best all time. I'm like, why? He got 11 rings. Also, all right. So where's Robert Horry? Are we just gonna go off that? Off of your premises, like all right, Robert Horry. Like I, I just don't think the ring culture thing has has kind of ruined a lot because we just we just based it everything's just championships and that's just not the case we just can't base things off championships yes that's the cherry on top but you still got to have the body of work i'm seeing will chamberlain having every damn record in the books you know ain't got two rings i'm just saying well, that's a myth i'm just saying that 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 with, with, with bill is the only thing that irks me and all that but doesn't mean he's not top five center all the time it's just the overrating of like him being a top five player, the top ten player, is, is crazy. Bro. All right, so all right, I'm gonna match your energy. You went to an all time great and disrespected him, so now I'm about to disrespect somebody, uh, Tracy McGrady. I'm, I'm Tracy McGrady, overrated? and I, yeah, overrated. And, and I'm gonna tell you why. It's not when I say overrated. It's not that he's not a great player. It's the simple fact that you talk about how elite of a scorer he was. People talk about how great. He was this and that. Where are great players made? Just just answer that question. Where are great players made? Where are they made? Where are they made? Playoffs. So why do we talk about him like he made a, a name for himself in the playoffs? And then we have all these excuses. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Is they will talk about some of these guys that have won championships. And I ain't even talking about the elite of the elite. But they will uplift a Kevin Garnett who finally got with a good team and Won a championship, right? Like he he went with got with a good team, won a championship when he went to Boston. Were we looking at we were looking at KG what he could be if he played with a good team outside of Minnesota? 
But then with Tracy McGrady, and he went and did it, proved what he could do on the championship. We're talking about a Tracy McGrady. I think he made it out of the playoffs, out of the first round of the playoffs once. Guess what he was when he did it? A bench player on the Spurs that did not play. That's when he made it out of the first round. We killed James Harden. Talking about his impact on the game. He's made a Western Conference Finals. He's had runs in the playoffs. He's made the he made second NBA round. <laughs> he's made he's made NBA Finals. Like he was more of a role player at that point in time. But him being that guy, he made a Western Conference Finals. Went seven went seven games. You know, to the Golden State Warriors. He's won multiple playoff series. Like he's had an impact to the point he's won playoff series. And no disrespect, James Harden, even though his, his scoring was elite. Just like we talk about Tracy McGrady, he's had more playoff success. Harden fails late the later he gets in the playoffs. Tracy McGrady don't get late in the playoffs to fail. He fails as soon as he gets there. And you can tell me, oh, he doesn't have these elite teams. That's fine. I'm not asking him to win a championship. I'm asking him to have more on his resume than getting out of the first round after when we've no, seen guys. Can't, we've seen Kobe. Kobe with terrible Lakers teams. Still was making it out of the first round. Yes, he did get knocked out in the first round a few times, but Kobe had terrible Lakers teams in between when Shaq left and they won the championship. He still got out the first round. But he still was. But he got pow. He missed the playoff. Yeah, he got okay. Tracy McGrady got yow. Kobe got pow. And and McGrady got yow. And he didn't do it. Kobe's years after Shaq, like that, you know, he didn't do nothing without until he got pow and all that. But no, I'm with you. I think Tracy McGrady. I, but I also feel like with Tracy and, like, what we're going to see with, like, James Harden, like with James Harden and Chris Paul, as they're – as when they retire and, like, it gets three to five years. Russell like, Westbrook, too. Russell Westbrook, too. Those are guys – People are going to appreciate yeah. him, them a lot more. And I think with T-Mac, he was getting that. I remember people killing him because he's like, yo, you're the leading – you're two-time NBA scoring. You're getting compared with Kobe, yet – Kobe's got rings and all that, and you're not making you it got, out of the first round. And you're not beat. And then remember, Houston. Remember, he got hurt that one year, and they played Utah, and they beat Utah fine, and they got. So like people were like, "Oh, hold up a second, you hurt, and they win with Yao, and and I think Shane Battier or what, like those guys." So yeah, I think as far as that, yeah, there's overrated. But like, I feel like as the as the years have gone by, people appreciate what Tracy did on the court. And that's what we're going to see with James. Like people trash James Harden now. This man isn't, how many times he finished second in MVP? Three times? Two to three times. He has an MVP. He has, he's taken his team to win 60. It's going to happen with same thing with Westbrook, same thing with Chris Paul. A lot of these guys, we know how that is. It's just over time, people tend to, relax on how they felt and like all right like t-mac was was a problem and then the, the same thing's gonna happen with james and, and russ and chris paul those are the three guys that get killed we look at dwight look at dwight people were killing him now well his his career is winding down and he's doing them. people like yo dwight was that dude man we should have just appreciated them more. but people this is this is just the, the culture of basketball unfortunately we live in but you know as as time goes by i think people realize yeah he, he didn't he didn't he didn't level up like he should have, but he was still like a a dominant. He maybe one of the top ten greatest scorers we've ever seen. But yeah, so we'll go we'll go one more before we close this out. Um, because yeah, it's, I gotta get going. I gotta wake up early, dog. I actually work for a living now. Uh, so who's your last most overrated athlete? Last overrated athlete 
is your one of your favorite uh, quarterbacks? It's Drew Brees. How is he overrated? So, I just think he's so how though. That man. Where is he put at that makes him overrated? Uh, where is Drew Brees? Who ranks Drew Brees so high that you say it's overrated? There's people who don't think he, he – there's people who barely have him inside their top ten. A Super Bowl champion, what is he, second or third? He's second in, in passing yards of all time. He's top five in passing touchdowns of all time. He's he's the most accurate quarterback we've ever seen, and he's got a Super Bowl championship. And we're talking about he's overrated because what? Who? Nobody even puts Drew Brees top five. He's, he's top ten for sure. Who's put him in top five? I ain't never heard nobody say Drew Brees. If you tell me Skip Bayless, then it's bullshit. I've seen lists have him top five and all that. I've heard people say he, he's better than Tom Brady, and I'm just like, are right, you all crack? I just think talent wise, here's the thing. No, not even talent because talent is a different. Better statement. and greater are two different statements. If you felt like Drew Brees was just a better quarterback, he was a better thrower of the football. There's substance there. Greatness is when your accolades are brought in. When those seven Super Bowl championships, those what, 12 conference championship appearances, yeah, that's when that pops out. But just better, he was a better throw of the football. Yeah, the dome, because you put him outside that dome, that man was not. Man, but he was in the dome. At the end of the day, but he oh, was no, in no, the dome. Yeah, sure. put him in New England, that's fine. Maybe if Tom Brady never gets drafted by Bill Belichick, we don't even know that Tom Brady exists. No, maybe Bill Belichick doesn't exist. That's possible. I think they're hand-to-hand, though. <laughs> If, if Tom Brady gets drafted by the Seattle Seahawks that year instead instead of the New England Patriots, are we sure that Tom Brady is Tom Brady? So, like, to say, well, if you put him outside of a dome, okay, but he put up crazy ecstatic numbers in that dome. He won a Super Bowl for the city when the hardest track of Steve could I'm hit not, that city. I'm not saying he's not overrated. All that is true, but he's still – I think he's overrated. I think that's all overrated. I think uh, uh, a lot of his stats are in it's inflation. His stats are inflated, and all, and I'm thankful that Tom Man, broke his record. I'm just thankful East Tom Coast. broke his record the minute Time. he broke his record. Time. So. Drew Time. Brees overrated. All right, that's that's crazy. That is. I have one more, but I can't do it. It's you just, might gonna call stir. You might break the bank with that one if you're talking. About I have Drew one Brees. more, and it'll hurt me to say this. Say it. I'm gonna say it. Say it. Allen Iverson. Alan, all right, hear me out. Hear me out. I, I've met Alan Iverson. I got to dap him up. It was a highlight of my a highlight of my life. But is there a man? All right, we always we give him so much, and I've done this on shows too. So we give him a lot of credit for that finals appearance. All right, we give him a lot of credit. We give him more credit than people who have won championships. Than, but other than that, every other year. I think we give him credit because of his what he did, you know, as, as a small guy and all that. But there's there's a little bit there's a there's a world where like, yeah, I think he's overrated. I think he's a little bit overrated. We overrate his career because of him going to a finals and beating the Lakers. But if you look at the totality of his career, not a good shooter. Doesn't shoot group. Yes, he he. He scored 29, 30 points, but 
Other than that, if we're going to go based off winning, right? We're going to kill T Mac. Yes, T Mac didn't go to the finals like that, but Net, like that, that, he didn't he go didn't at go all. Finals. He didn't go to the second round. But Allen Iverson, if we're just going to, we'll focus on that one year. Yes, and he has an MVP too. Okay, but you know, it was at East was garbage the year he went to the finals. And that series against the Bucks, the Bucks should have won that, and this the the refs just. But I think Allen Iverson, if you told if if you had someone say, "Yo, I think AI is overrated," as how much as that would hurt, I would be like, "I can see that." Bro, you want me to tell, you want me to tell you why people would say he's overrated? Because Allen Iverson was known for his cultural impact. It's the Michael Vick thing, except Allen Iverson, I think, was more successful in his basketball career than Michael Vick was in football. But I said those two guys go hand in hand. They had the, the hip-hop culture. They had the hood culture. Like, everybody loved them because they come from a place of understanding and they became star household names. Everybody had an AI jersey. Everybody relevant. I don't care if Walker didn't wear an AI jersey or Michael Vick jersey. He was, like, two years old at that time. But everybody relevant, bro, in that culture, bro, the, the impact that they had culturally is what makes them superstars, is what makes them legends. And that's why I say they're hood legends. Like, at the end of the day, like, you can't talk about legendary status, hood legend. Michael Vick and Allen Iverson, they made people believe that what, no matter where you come from, you can be elite at any point in time. But since that's, you know, that's your opinion, the AI is overrated, that's fine. Um, but you know, privilege is privilege. That's fine. Uh, you suburbians. Um, anyway, I'm gonna go to close out my most overrated athletes. It's kind of tough. Some good ones. I really don't, I don't really think there's a lot of guys to me that I look at and I think they're overrated. This one's tough because it's like the last one. And the reason I say that is because, like, I don't necessarily look at a lot of guys the way everybody else does. Like, I have, you know, like, I don't necessarily pay. If I value a guy a certain way, if a bunch of people say it, I'd just be like, all right, whatever, but that's fine. Overrated, though? Mm, man. Overrated, dog. At, we're talking about athletes, too. Okay, you want me to be honest? Yeah. You want me to be 100% honest? I just gave you three No, Walker hit this in the comments, though. So I'm going to be honest. JT Barrett. I'm going to tell you why JT Barrett's overrated. Listen, within the – there's – there's like – and this is within, like, Buckeyes fans and, and Buckeyes social media. There's this who would you rather have. And there's this Justin Fields, Dwayne Haskins, JT Barrett. You look at JT Barrett's college career. He broke a lot of big ten. He's a big ten record holder in a lot of things. Touchdowns, passing yards, a lot of things, right? So if you just go in the history books 15 years from now and some young kid falls in love with this big ten quarterback, whoever it may be, goes back and looks in the big ten history of like, where could I rank this best guy in the big ten compared to historic greats? What are you going to look at? Drew Brees and JT Bear. Like that's what you're going to be like. Like let's just say – a Caleb Williams type quarterback comes in the Big Ten at some point, puts up these crazy numbers, and we're like, where is he amongst Big Ten quarterbacks of all time? And you're like, you got Drew Brees, who's like legendary in college and NFL, mm -hmm. Hall of Fame, all this, and then you got JT Bear. 
didn't pan out. Didn't even really, I mean, he didn't get drafted, makes a training camp roster, makes a preseason, gets cut, doesn't pan out in the Canadian football league, retires. Now he's a coach somewhere. He's like a passing coach somewhere. He's a coach for somebody in the NFL. I think he's with Detroit. I think he's a quarterback coach with Detroit, actually, matter of fact, or quarterback assistant coach, something like that. I'm pretty sure he's with the Lions. But when you look at JT Barrett, like, bro, if you go into the record books, and especially if you're like a fan of the Big Ten, you're a Michigan fan of Wisconsin, and you go dive into that conference's record books and the best quarterbacks that have played in there, like JT Barrett's going to be all up and through there. And then you're going to be like, what the hell was he after? And it's literally absolutely nothing. No type of anything. Ohio State fans will have this. Who would you rather have? And it's Justin Fields, Dwayne Haskins, JT Barrett. And it's like, if you're just talking strictly college and you only go on record books and you then watch them night in and night out like I did, you'll probably say JT Barrett if you just go statistically because you're like, bro, he has all the records. How could he not be the best? Mm-hmm. But, like, he essentially was overrated. That team around him was so elite that our third-string quarterback could come in and win a national championship. That's where the overrated comes from because he goes – usually your starting quarterback goes down – you can't win the national, and he was our backup quarterback. Braxton Miller goes down against at preseason. We lose to Virginia Tech the first game that year. Have JT Bear all the way to the Michigan game. He gets hurt. Cardell Jones comes in and plays in the Big Ten Championship. We win fifty-two or fifty-nine zero against Wisconsin and Melvin Gordon. We beat Alabama what 42-35. and then we go and annihilate Oregon. So now you're like you're talking about on your third string quarterback. You were able to have. Blowout in a Big Ten championship, uh, uh, a 42-35 team against an Alabama team that was one favorite. Ohio State had no chance. And then you go and annihilate Oregon, who annihilated Florida State. You're talk- So you got to talk about it. If you got a third-string quarterback doing that, either you have the most elite quarterback room you ever had, mm-hmm. which it got proven next year that that wasn't the case. And then you look at all those guys that where you had Michael Thomas. You had Ezekiel Elliott, who averaged, what, 220 yards? Those three games so the, the defense was absolutely amazing so even if you go back and watch that ohio and alabama game go it and just listen to names being called on both on both sides on bama and ohio state there was elite talent on both of those teams everywhere and when you really think about it ohio state played with cardell jones who, who the hell their bama's quarterback was bums he was a bum there was elite players on both of those sides so i would say jt barrett's overrated because we were able to win the championship he, he became great or whatever, had a great year. Then him and Cardell Jones went back and forth. And then, you know, he had this run. But at the same time, like, even though he's in all those record books, it's based on longevity, but he's not really elite. Like, he's not really elite. I knew when watching him at Ohio State, I was like, he's a really good college quarterback, but he won't pan out in the NFL. I have no expectations. If he was even that great, he'd at least go in the third round based on what he did at Ohio State. So I say JT Barrett. I'm not ending the show on JT Barrett being overrated. Yeah, we are because I gotta I, go. I just I have said, to go. I just said don't Allen Iverson, Bill Russell, and Drew Brees. I need someone that's a relevancy. That's that's relevant in your world. Give me someone good. Quick. No, because I have no, to go. Gotta get a quick one. I don't I'm really not have ending the show up for JT Barrett. I don't really have anybody he overrated. Rele- I just gave you Hall of Famers. You I don't care. A big ten player of the year. <laughs> I don't care. I don't really have nobody on my overrated list like that. So we're going to end the show with yes. JT. I said, Bill yes, Russell, we are. Said, I need to go. I'm not letting you. Three Hall of Famer. Then he ends with JT Barrett. All right, I guess we're ending with JT Barrett being overrated. I guess he's overrated <laughs> in in that in Moe's world. He's overrated and all that. But yes. that's, going to, that's going to end this special live show. This um, Hopefully there's more live shows 
coming down the line. Mm -hmm. uh, don't know when. Don't know when we'll be back in good old state of Texas, or maybe uh, this guy will come to the great state of New York, come out east, and uh, maybe won't. But this is this was a fun the second show we did this week, uh, another live episode and all that. But Mo, for, to wrap it out, you know, like I said, I'm out of here in a few hours, heading back to to the east coast and all that. Just wrap it up, you know. Uh, just give me, you know, how you know how this week and all that. Yeah, bro, it was great, bro. Great to see you. Great to kick it with you. Great to sip on some with you. Introduce you to my world of, you know, the liquor this weekend. Have fun. Little BS podcast before we actually got to have an enjoyable sports podcast. But, you know, bro, we definitely going to link again. Like, this ain't going to be the last time. No. This ain't going to be the last time. Definitely won't be the last time. So, uh, another live edition uh, off the ball network, you know, uh, live show episode two. Yeah, hopefully we have more down the line and all that. But on that note, I'm Chris LeBron. Small Murphy. And we out. There we go.